0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Space Explorer Podcast. My name is Jared. On this week's episode, we talk about Rocket Lab's latest launch. We talk about the Ariane 5 and all its delays. We deep dive into Astra and what the future actually might hold. And for our main topic this week, we are talking about Blue Origin and its new crew capsule. All that and more coming up on episode 64.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Space Explorer Podcast. I'm Seth, with me always Jared. How's it going, Jared? How's it going? What's going on? Yeah, it's going well. I am... I'm a little festive today.
0: Yeah, I we'll to uh,
1: Usually I don't wear a black shirt, but it is what it is today. I don't maybe I miss a button, but you can really see my black shirt underneath this one because it's really bright and vibrant. Uh, I used to wear these all the time. When I used to go to launches regularly, mm-hmm. I would wear Hawaiian shirts because... Uh, there was a media chief there who also wore Hawaiian shirts, and uh, we all loved him. And so we all wanted to to look like him. So we all wore Hawaiian shirts. To honor him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all like the new. All, it was all the new media people. All the older media people were like, "What, what are they doing?" We're like, we're <laughs> like "What are Hawaiian these kids doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're festive. Uh, so in honor of the second last Delta IV Heavy launch tonight, I decided to throw out one of my old Hawaiian shirts. Even though you he's call- no longer the media chief there. And it wasn't like, there's was no special connection to the Delta four heavy and him, but I felt like, I felt like doing it because tonight is what is it? Enroll 68. I think it is. Yep. Um, the second, to last Delta four heavy from United launch Alliance. Uh, and it's launching out of Florida. They've already finished launching out of California. I wanted to go, well, apparently there's rumors that SpaceX might get that pad. So there might be more, mm-hmm. there might be another chance for me to go see a launch from that pad out of Slick seven. I think it is. Um, out there in California, but uh, there's only two more here out of, uh, they have the Delta 4 pad, pads are like the best pads. They're so awesome. Like, yeah, they have moving cool. buildings and like, it's just super cool. So, uh, yeah, that's happening tonight, like what, 3 o'clock in the morning? 3.30 in the morning? Yep. yep.
0: So, yeah. twenty nine. I think. Should be fun. Right now, the opening part of the window yeah, is and
1: There's a window. I don't, I don't know how long the window goes. It's a, it's a classified payload from the, National Reconnaissance Office. So uh, we don't know much about it, other than big rocket and rocket sets itself on fire. So it's it should be a fun a fun launch. If you're in Florida, you have to yep. go see it. It's not an option. You're required. <laughs> All right, let's give into our our top stories this week. Uh, rocket uh, we start off with Rocket Lab. Rocket Lab launched its first Haste rocket from Wallops Flight Facility, at Virginia, over the weekend. The launch featured uh, no fanfare like other Electron launches. Uh, no stream, and the only announcement that came out was from Wallops' uh, Twitter account. Two photos of the launch release, one by Rocket Lab and one by an extremely patient photographer off-site. Uh, with no launch time uh, announced, he pretty much just sat there and waited for it to happen. Uh That's Haste crazy. is planned to launch exclusively from Wallops and serve the growing hypersonic test market. Yeah, this, like, yeah, I, I don't know what we were I was They were expecting to see Haste launch sometime this year, and it kind of, it kind of just came out of nowhere. Uh, And all we got, yeah, was a tweet from Wallops saying, we are planning to launch a supporter launch from Rocket Lab, and there's going to be no stream, and the visitor center is going to be closed. And, like, there's just, there's nothing. Nothing (laughs) in Rocket Lab. Rocket Lab didn't tweet us. Yeah, Rocket Lab didn't even tweet anything about it until afterwards. Yeah, that's crazy. Now they tweeted the, uh, like, we had a successful launch, and here's a photo of the launch. Uh, And I found out, there was only one other photographer that, that i only one of the photos that I saw of the launch and that was from a uh, photographer who just kind of looked at the TFRs and uh which I knew his name off the top of my head I don't we have him in our article so go check out go check out the article you know, you'll you find him there um but uh yeah you can tell in the image that like it it, it goes it looks like a normal launch it kind of looks it looks I mean it's practically it's not going up it's going up to 80 kilometers I think is where like the um like the the highest it goes mm-hmm. um so it it's almost making it to space like it's space is kind of like 100 kilometer area so like you're pretty close so it's gonna look from the ground like a normal launch but you can see it it goes up and it goes out and then like it makes a like, turn so uh out of wallops they've launched probably straight east and then they wanted to turn north for probably some reason and it just made like a hard turn north uh in in the street so which is interesting to watch so yeah that's kind of
0: course,
1: kinda cool sadly we'll never see his launch but like that's fine. Like, I don't know. It, it's like, it's to go, when you go see a launch, like, yeah, I want to go see an Electron launch. And I would totally go see a one launch if I've never seen an Electron launch. But, like, half the fun is knowing what's launching. Right. Uh, and, like, right. it going to space. And these are, like, these are suborbital. when like They're not going to space. Uh, they're, they're highly classified or at least highly secretive um, payloads on them that they don't want seen. So this is obviously a reason why. Electron doesn't say anything about it. Wallops does the bare minimum, and then uh, uh, we get like a one photo of like what looks to be our electron launching. It's the funny thing about yeah. launching at night. I, I think was it there was two. This is the second time electron at night launches. It's just black, so like you don't you just see the flame. That's all you see. You don't see anything else.
0: I wonder if uh, if they have to give like a well, I guess I, it depends on where they're located, but um, there's no like public service like hey in case you hear this. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, there's the template flight restrictions. That's what they are.
1: So right. those those get fired with the file uh, filed with the. Well, there's several. You got it. You get you do the you gotta get the the license to use the communication stuff through the uh, is it SEC or SCC. Yep. FCC. 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 Too many three-letter acronyms <laughs> for agencies in the government. Uh, for the FCC, I get like uh, you know like uh, approval to use these certain frequencies during these amount of times and what the purpose is for. So they got that, and then they get the um, they had the launch license already from from the FAA, uh, and then they just have to do a temporary f- uh, file for a flight restriction uh, with the FAA, and then that gets the both of those the, the FCC and the flight restriction are public. So got it, got it. Those get but out. you got to look
0: for it. It's not like you kind of got to look it's not for coming it. Acro- it's uh, not an amber uh, alert. It's not coming across your phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like Wallops is not like uh, like Brownsville, where like you have a lot of populated people. you need sure, to like, evacuate sure. people from areas. It, it's pretty well secluded. It's pretty much in farmland, um, and it's a wildlife refuge already too. So there's not. It's already. It's kind of like Florida, where there's no one really sitting there. You know, there's no one like close up to the pad that like. Is public land, it's all owned right, by right. NASA or the Air Force or Space Force. Uh, up there, it's all owned by NASA, so they don't have to really worry about people getting on. Um, right, so it's not much really needed there, but yeah, congrats to Rack Lab on the first haste mission. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Uh, that's what is haste stand yeah,
1: I'm sure there's gonna be more. Don't ask me yeah. hypersonic how or high, I, something test electron. I it's hypersonic, it's a hypersonic electron. It's a separate <laughs> right,
0: the Go read the article. I don't
1: even know if I... uh, Maybe got put in there. Uh, (laughs) It's it's an electron that flies super fast at a low altitude compared to orbit. There we go. (laughs) That's what it is. All right. Next up. Uh, The final Ariane 5 launch, Europe's only heavy lift launcher, uh, has been delayed indefinitely due to problems found in separation equipment for the boosters and staging. The devices were found uh, were found to be out of spec and failed to test for a completely separate project. The rollout of the rocket was canceled, and teams are working to fix the problem. After the launch of these two satellites, the Ariane Five will be retired, and Europe will be left with no heavy lift rocket until the Ariane Six finishes development. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, like <laughs> Ariane Five was a big rocket. Like it's a really awesome rocket. I love it. It retiring. It's not. It's not like I feel like I feel less. I feel people. Maybe people are in Europe. Care more sure. about Ariane Five retirement. Like we're, look, we're looking at two rockets, two heavy lift rockets are retiring: Delta IV Heavy and the Ariane Five. I care way more about the Delta 4 Heavy because I've seen those launch. I've never seen an Ariane Five launch. The thing I'm more interested in about this retirement process is the lack of launcher that's going to be out of uh, mm-hmm. any type of launching, really, of Europe. Um, so right now, Europe only has Ariane Space as a commercial launch provider. There's a good amount of private companies developing their systems but none of them kind of have like a big stance of like launching anytime soon like maybe maybe there I think PLD, I don't remember if that was um I think that's Spain um but uh, uh they I think attempted the launch like just recently but like other than that there's really it's kind of pretty much pretty barren for like companies that are planning on launching orbitally anytime
0: got
1: soon it. got it so uh, in space that's three yeah, like it's going to take a while for a commercial entity outside of yeah. Space to get any foothold. Foot Aeron Space has the Vega rocket, Soyuz rocket, and um, Arian 5. Soyuz rocket's no longer available, because that's te- they just purchased the rockets and then helped launch them, pretty much was what it was. But uh, since Russia invaded Ukraine, that's no longer an option. They're no longer allowing them to buy the rockets. Um The Vega C, I think, I'll have to double check this, but I'm pretty sure the Vega C still is waiting on a failure investigation, or at least a a mitigation from the failure, um, to be finalized before it can launch again, um, but I could be wrong on that, but I think that's the current status of Vega, so that's not launching right now. And then, Arian Five is, has this one mission. And it's done. No longer, no, no, lot, no more are being built. No, none have been built for a while. and There's not taking any orders for them. Uh, once Arian Five launches, whether it's the next couple weeks or whenever the issue gets solved, there's no more heavy lift launching. Uh, Arian Six has been delayed to like I think it's now like in 2024 or sometime maybe late 2023, um, and there's not like a whole like I, I no one's taking. I would say no one's uh. Uh, betting on a on a comeback for Aaron Six right now, <laughs> it, it's like yeah, it's delayed. Like if anything, yeah. we'll be better on it being delayed more,
0: yeah, uh, rather I'm than fine. it
1: being like on time,
0: right, right.
1: So That's a bummer. yeah, like Europe is trying to kind of build a commercial sector, and they're trying the best, but I think this is like the United States and China really have just really just taken all the talent away from Europe, um, right, right. And for any sort of like. Uh, like venture capitalists, we're not we're not just talking about like engineers. Like there's plenty of engineers in Europe, uh, but like venture capitalists that like taking big risks. A lot of mm-hmm. them are here in the United States now. Like they're not looking at European countries uh, uh, companies. Yep. They're looking yep. at U.S. U.S. companies. It's also also U.S. is much more friendly to that. Um, a lot of people who want to work on projects that have meaning. Like a lot of people, they want to come to the United States, become a U.S. citizen, and work for SpaceX. Like that's right, that's their goal. Or NASA or whatever. A lot of people like, they probably work. Maybe they work with ESA which is a lot of cool things, Um, but, like, there's not a lot, uh, there's not a really big push in the commercial market uh, in Europe for for launchers. There's some companies, and they're working on it, and I'm sure they'll come around in the near future, but, like, at the current moment, uh, it is very early on stages uh, of development, at least for um, any sort of competition with SpaceX or Rocket Lab for for those type of launches. So, but, yeah, that's that's Europe for you. Uh, I mean, I think, in my opinion, uh, when I look at the market, like, it, brings, it comes out a lot on whether or not, like, Europe should even have a commercial market. Like, if we're looking mm. at a worldwide look at space, like, you can't look at space that's, like, one country. You have to look at it as right, a world. Right. Like, not every continent has can have a thriving launch market. Like, mar- like I, I mean, there's, Arian space has a foothold because Europe needs a, the same reason why ULA was a monopoly for a while. Mm -hmm. They need, Mm -hmm. Europe needs a Europe-based launcher for Europe payloads that cannot go abroad. Right. That's a a perfect use case. Uh, But when you're looking at Asia and North America for their thriving launch markets, can we even afford a European one? Maybe. Maybe there's a market that they can fit into. Um, Or could they also, you know, spend that time developing amazing satellites, which Airbus makes really great satellites. And there's other companies uh, out there, too, that make really great Space systems uh, that like could also be thriving. So that's my two cents, like opinion wise, on the whole matter. Um, although I'm not going to say no the more rocket launches. So
0: yeah, like it'll Especially, be more efficient. Like, it'll just be more efficient, or like in their best interest, or even like you mentioned, other companies' best interest if they maybe turn directions and put that those resources and and time into uh, other developments.
1: Yeah, but also I'm a journalist and I'm not a uh, engineer. Who do not know? So. <laughs> What am I? What am I? All right, last top
0: story for today. Wait, can, uh, wait, wait. We... Go back. Oh, uh, what? So you mentioned Vega. Can I just say that this is oh, piggybacking yeah. off of something we said last week? Any rocket with a V name is just—they always sound cool. It's better. Vulcan, Vega, Vega.
1: Oh uh, yeah, Europe's launchers like have like cool names. Vega and yeah, I mean Arian. 5. Arian's just based off the Arian Space Company, but like right, still right. Arian and Vega.
0: Awesome. Yeah, those are cool.
1: And there's also Prometheus or something like that is another name. Oh, that's cool. Of a rocket in development or something like that. like Or maybe yeah. that's an engine.
0: I think that could no be offense, engine. SpaceX. Like, Falcon? Their engine, even their cool.
1: engine names. Yeah, even their engine names are cool. And there's like, I think it's like Viking or something like that. It's like a Viking mm-hmm. engine. So, like, super freaking awesome names.
0: Yeah, that's in cool. Europe, so
1: They need to export their naming. That's what they need to do. Export your naming. <laughs> to your, to your <laughs> Can United we States. just
0: steal that talent?
1: Yeah. Can like every new new, every treaty between NASA and ESA? Can it? Can they? Can NASA give up the naming rights to ESA and have ESA name everything? Because like I feel like if you gave uh, Europe the ability to launch the SLS, like name the SLS rocket, Artemis, Artemis is is cool,
0: Artemis is cool.
1: Artemis is the mission though, but SLS is the rocket. Right? Yeah, you are right. That could just be. We went from Apollo having the Apollo and then the Saturn rocket to having like the Artemis mission with the Orion spacecraft. Is cool. And then the space launch system.
0: Yeah, well, that's like we also came from shuttle. Yeah, it's like STS. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but at least like those shuttles had individual names. I don't know. Sure. Europe, Europe can name some stuff. I like, I like Europe's naming. So. All
0: right. All right. Tangent. Next up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Next (laughs) up. Uh, During uh, this is for Astra. uh, During the company's annual shareholder meeting, uh, a motion was passed for the board to complete a reverse stock split. Within the next year, uh, this would reduce the amount of shares Astra has. However, it would increase the overall price. This would be used to ensure Astra does not get delisted from the NASDAQ exchange, of which it only has about four more months uh, to meet the $1 share I feel price like you called this. I think I did, too.
0: Yeah, I feel like you <laughs> called this.
1: I uh, I remember when we talked, it was like week after week of Astra news, and I remember I said, yeah. like, what let's see? They're gonna get the, they're gonna get a deal, they're, they're gonna go below one dollar. They're gonna do they list and notice. Um, they gotta do notice. Which is like 180 days to get it. so That's like six months, right? Yeah. Um, I'm like, this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna try to push their engine, sh- their their spacecraft engine sales, and see if that can push the market up. They did that. Didn't work. Um, because people who invested in Astra are not uh, looking for spacecraft engines. They're looking for right. a, 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 a at scale. Launcher,
0: Yep.
1: Uh, so that's a Launch System 2 rocket, which is, I think, scheduled to come on later this year. And right now, uh, they went through that six-month period on the delisting. They got an extension for another 180 days. Uh, I think we're around, like, two months into that extension. And so pretty much, unless they can get their rocket, uh, Launch System 2 launch um, within the next four months, there's been some uptick in their stock price. But, like, I don't see it really. I, there's an mm-hmm. uptick around the shareholder meeting. So, like, that usually is not, like, means, like, the, uh, an uptick around the annual meeting doesn't really mean, like, that's going to be an uptick for the next four months. It kind of means, like, right. at that certain moment, people decided to, like, buy they got shares. But yeah. Those, yeah. um, So they can do this thing called a reverse stock split, which, uh, if you don't know what a reverse stock split is, it's easier to explain a regular stock split first. Time out. We, we do dips. not give
0: financial advice.
1: Yeah, this is not financial <laughs> advice. I don't. I, I sold my shares after a long. I, I bought shares when they went public. I sold them like a couple months afterwards. Um, lost like fifteen dollars something on them. Uh, uh, a stock split is where if you have, uh where a company splits their stock. So if you have one share and they do like a five to one split, you get now have five shares. Uh, that also means your price of share divides by five. So if you have, if it's a five, if your share is a $5 a piece and then now it goes to $1 a piece, that's yep. like real simplified, really, really simplified. Um, a reverse stock split is the opposite. So if you have five shares, uh, they do a five, a one to five reverse stock split and you now have one share, but the value of your share is multiplied by five. Um, it's not very much. It's not a uh, reverse stock splits are pretty much only done for two reasons uh, and pretty much really only one reason. It's to increase your share price, but one reason could be because you're not—you think you want you want to attract more investors. You think your share price is too low, or you're below the, the minimum. Uh, but either way, you want to get your your share price up. Uh, it also, I think, to my understanding, it also uh, lowers the the voting power of your shareholders because Dilute it a little bit. Like one, yep. Yeah, because I think it's one vote per share for the Class A stock. Um, and then if you have five, you get if five shares, you have five votes. Um, but if you do the reverse stock split, then you, if you go to five, the one share, you only have, well, yep. you only have one vote now, um, which is interesting to note because I mentioned this in the article. Uh, if you're, you know, it doesn't really matter <laughs> what the shareholders, like the public shareholders did at this meeting, it was going to pass no matter what, because um, similar to a lot of other tech companies, there are two types of shares, there are two types of shares. There are class A shares and class B shares. Um, Class A shares are publicly tradable on the NASDAQ. You can buy them. Anyone can buy them. Class B shares are currently only held by the two founders. Uh, That's Chris Kemp and Dr. I'm blanking on his first name, but his last name is London. Uh, And those have 10 votes per share instead of one vote Hmm. per share. Um, And there's only like 55 million Class B shares versus like the 100 and some million Class A shares. But when you multiply 55 million by 10, you now have 555 million. Yeah, uh, five hundred fifty million, um, and pretty much outvotes the rest of the cl- uh, of the cl- of the rest of the stick shareholders. No matter right. what the option is, right. the only time I think they didn't vote on like they couldn't vote on their compensation packages, uh, but other than that, they can vote on everything else. And of course, they're going to vote for the, prop- the for the proposal that was brought forth by the board, um, instead of against it. So. <laughs> Uh, it, it's very similar. Like Facebook has the same thing. Like it's been mm-hmm. criticized about Facebook that Zuckerberg has pretty much de facto control over everything. Because even if there was a motion to vote him out of uh, of CEO, like he has enough shares that if everyone's going to vote him out, yeah. he can he can yeah he has a controlling answer so he can just vote against it and pass. Yeah. Uh, not saying it's wrong. Not saying it's good. Just information for what you do with it. Uh, <laughs> how you want to take it. Well, thanks so, for
0: the financial advice.
1: No, this is not financial advice. <laughs> not no financial advice. I'm just stating the facts of how it went. So that can have, so the reverse stock split can happen anytime within the next, before the next annual meeting. Um, but most likely it will happen. Whether or not it will happen, will be German within the next four months. So because of that, that deadline, but uh, yep. yeah, yeah, you that. called it, man. And so we'll see. Oh, not difficult (laughs) so all right that's it for our our top stories we have a different we have a different top we have a different main topic so we're gonna take a break and then we'll introduce that that there all right and we're back uh and this is what our top story is and we're back it's actually we're back. Uh, it's actually a little bit of an interesting one, it coming from Blue Origin in a NASA a NASA study. So, uh, I'll read over it a little bit for you. NASA signed several unfunded agreements to assist in the development of the company's technology. Into uh, company's technology, most revolved around the development of commercial space stations, including converting SpaceX SpaceX Starship as one. But an interesting note was Blue Origin's agreement was to study a crew capsule design. Uh, there are uh, n- these are no exchange of funds agreements uh, where NASA provides their personnel and their expertise uh, at no cost to the companies but uh, are but the companies are in charge of funding the development of their own programs hmm. so these are used interesting pretty regularly um, to pretty much say like hey, NASA has a lot of uh, expertise with um doing a lot of these things. We'll provide you engineer like engineers ask questions or to advise you, uh, our data to like kind of do these developments, but, uh, we're
0: not going to pay you to develop your program, but it's on their dime. Yep. Got it.
1: Yeah. It's on the company's dime. Uh, so a lot of these ones are the SpaceX here, space kind of the two big name companies with a couple other smaller companies that, um, are in the, in the contract too. Uh, and they're pretty much working on developing commercial space stations. It's kind of, it's not, Elon Musk has already kind of like stated that he wants to try to turn Starship into a commercial space station. Like he he hasn't like said he it's not like a formal plan. But he goes, like well, there's nothing stopping you from doing it. Like you right. could. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of interesting that NASA is looking at that. Um, like it, it kind of like these the the way you look at these unfunded uh, agreements is kind of like okay, what is NASA kind of looking for? Like they mm-hmm. don't want to they don't want to perform uh, form a formal like. Contract and like program around it, but they kind of would like to see these de- these technologies developed. Um, yeah, they don't want to get married; so they just
0: want to date a little bit.
1: Yeah, they're just flirting. They're just flirting yep. with you. Um, <laughs> it's a situationship, uh, and uh, you're you're married. You don't know what a situationship is. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> welcome to the life of a single man. I know all this. I don't know all the, uh, the 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 terms, but this married man across from me does knows nothing. Uh the uh, like there, it's kind of interesting to see that they, that NASA is looking into like using Starship as a commercial station. Doesn't mean they're going to, but like,
0: exploring the like, route. It's kind least. of like a
1: explore. They're playing with it yeah. uh, because uh, there's there's been uh, Office of Inspector General reports saying that the commercial lunar destinations contract is like just there's no way it's going to meet their deadline by 2030. Uh, that's when the and that's when the ISS has like a hard retirement. I don't I don't know. Maybe it could be re- extended further, but. Uh, just to see, you know how the Russians are going. Like, it doesn't seem like it's even going to make it the twenty thirty. It might make it the twenty twenty eight at best. Um, mm-hmm. It might hop, might, might hobble to twenty thirty. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what possibilities there are if, if Russia pulls out. It, they keep saying that NASA says that if one of any of the any of the major agencies pulls out, that it, the station can't function. But I'm sure that's more of a. Uh, like we want to make it look like we're all cooperating and like, there's no way around it, but I'm sure there's ways around that sort of thing. Um, so possibility could be to launch like a, just launch a starship that is fitted out to be a a space station for a little bit and then return it. Um, and then it kind of like can fit, like could fit in between that, um,
0: uh, a little band-aid. Like there's
1: a gap, <laughs> a gap between the ISS and and yeah. commercial destinations. There's also here. Vast. I think Vast got put into this too. I'm not sure. Vast is looking to build their own commercial lunar space station as well. Um, in it, uh, and they're looking to launch. I think as soon as like a version of it as soon as next year, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like they kind of just came out stealth mode. Interesting company. Interested to see what they're doing. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, kind of the space is just of things that they're kind of just playing around with different space station technologies, but it's interesting to note that blue origin is here with a cruise space station. So it, the way they word it, um, is a, uh, let me go to the, uh, official of course. Google's going to make me tap through 16 different things. Open up the article. Um, the way that it got put is a integrated commercial space transportation capable, then capability that ensures safe, affordable and high frequency us access to orbit, for crew and other missions. Man, that is a great name for a program. No idea what that is. Um, <laughs> pretty much it it, it, it pretty much means a crew spacecraft. Like it, yeah, it, it yeah. pretty much, and Blue Origin's not new to this. Uh, they attempted to get into the first, um, into the commercial crew program. They actually had some, this is an un, unfunded space act agreement. So it's, but I said like it's NASA provides stuff, but NASA's flirting, but you know, uh, they're not paying for dinners. Um, <laughs> still going Dutch and uh, <laughs> and then uh, there's the funded Space Act agreements which is what we saw for like, a lot of the early parts of the commercial crew program where NASA gave yeah. funds to like SpaceX and a few other companies, Blue Origin was one of them to develop the technology and then they kind of moved on to the commercial uh, I think it was, I don't know, COTS I think it was uh, the cargo one but um, launching, you know a, a developing a formal commercial crew program vehicle uh, so Blue Origin got some funding, funding from NASA to start development on it. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. Uh, I don't even think they even had a name for it. Uh, and then they kind of decided to pull out and not move forward with the program. But then they've built New Shepard, which has a pressurized spacecraft on top. Not rated for for orbit, of course, but it's a beginning. It's more ready
0: to take celebrities to the stratosphere. Yeah, right like it's
1: <laughs> yeah. There's more. There's more there than other companies started out with a true program, right, so right, it's right. not like a huge step move forward. And if you look at uh what is this? Is it Slick no 637 is where Delta 4 is Slick 46, I think is it that Blue Origins pad. If you look at Blue Origins pad in Florida, one of the lightning towers is a little bit bigger than the other ones.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now it's of course
1: that that's the Yeah, there's the one right next to the to the rocket and of course that's yep. that's the one that's much bigger, much more built out. Uh, and of course that's probably going to be used for umbilicals and all that stuff, but it's not hard to imagine that they've designed that with a future to iterate it onto crew capabilities. Yeah. Um, like it's, if they're already, if they're working on something, obviously the only orbital rocket they have is new Glenn and blue origin is, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. New Glenn, uh, and blue origin 36. is one of those companies that
0: you're right. 30 36, 36. Sorry.
1: sorry. <laughs> I said 46, but I was, thank you for letting me know. I'm right. Um, uh Blue Ridge is one of those companies that like it's pretty secretive and they think pretty far out on their missions mm-hmm. and they're kind of always making sure that they're capable of everything. Uh so it's not it's it's not unfathomable to think that like they've probably thought when they designed this pad to be like, "Hmm, maybe one day we'll launch crew yeah. on a Glenn, so maybe we should yep. like put some stuff there to get us ready um for it. Um so Yeah, uh, I don't I don't I, mean, I don't know where it looked like I'm sure who they'll launch to would be interesting to know too, like, right now all the Lunar Destination have kind of chosen their parties, like, uh, of course Blue Origin has the, the um what is it called again, uh, with, uh Seer Space, um they have their, their orbiting, um gosh, I forget what it's called but, um, uh, they have their, their station that they're working together with, Blue Origin and Sear Space, and they're using Sears Space Dream Chasers, for crew ca- transportation. However, that Dream Chaser program is pretty much in like, some good good engineering and, and development problems at the moment. So uh, that could be a transition to where it's already a Blue Origin partially owned space station, so why not use a Blue Origin crew capsule for that? But the rest of them have kind of all chosen SpaceX. Like, Vast is very much in bed with SpaceX. Like, they, yeah. They're like, this is, it is designed to fit inside a Falcon uh, Heavy Payload and and be uh, docked to by Dragon and, like, everything SpaceX uh, for VAST. And then uh, uh, no one's pretty much chosen Starliner. <laughs> Poor Starliner.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's got its own problems. Tune in last week. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, can't, we couldn't go a single week without talking about
0: yeah. Boeing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's... Uh,
1: Blue Origins, I'm a new entity into yeah, this. Yeah, that's there's cool. It's cool to hear it. their there's,
0: name come up in, in some current news.
1: Uh, there's definitely room for it. If anyone has looked at SpaceX's, you know, success in commercial crew program development uh, or commercial crew capabilities, I mean, yeah, there's room. Like, there, anyone, has like, be, yeah, Boeing, there has to be another option. Yeah, and it has to be someone who... The only issue is I don't think Boeing would ever fit into it because Boeing is not a commercial-built company. Right. They are right. built around large contracts with governments and large companies. So, like, the, the most thing you can get Boeing that's, like, commercial is, like, maybe their aircraft. Is that the most yeah. commercial product they build? But even then, they're only selling those to large airlines. They're not, right, they're not right. selling Boeing's you know, aircraft to, like, private companies. So, right, right. Uh, I mean, they owe some subsidiaries that are commercial, but Boeing proper, uh, you know, is very much built around large contracts. So, a company like Blue Origin, who is... Built around as com- commercialized and trying to be a commercialized mm-hmm. company, does have the ability opportunity, opportunity to probably come in here and like compete against SpaceX on a com- on a crew human spaceflight, you know, crew yep. capsule design. Yep. When it will be actually be developed and designed, who knows?
0: This is, who this knows? Is, you know,
1: who knows? It could be a year, it could be a few years, it could be five years. Um, when we'll see anything come from Blue Origin on this, but uh, I definitely see this definitely makes this is definitely makes sense a move. Uh, for Blue Origin, because I think they're kind of yep. them and Rocket Lab or like the, with Neutron are probably the only two companies that could probably get away with coming up with something like that to compete with SpaceX. Just just based off of capital and like how the company Speed. works and operates. So
0: yeah, cool. So
1: yeah, that is it for this week's episode. A little bit of a longer one, but um, I don't know. Did I did I over gloss anything for you, Jerry? Do you have any questions for me?
0: No, I think no. This was good, man. I uh, I apologize for not chiming in more, but this was very informative. <laughs> hey, informative, yeah. No, I think we yeah think we the four. it. All. It's, it was sort of like a yeah. you know kind of vanilla week, nothing crazy. So
1: yeah, nothing crazy went out. Yeah, it's kind of like we had to kind of fight for stories this week. Other than you know, yeah, Aster landing this this uh, win for me on a, as another prediction on a plate for me, but yep. Um, yeah, tonight is the Delta IV Heavy launch. Of course, this is Tuesday, and we're, we're published on Thursday, so make sure you uh, go and find our our coverage on that. Uh, it should be an exciting one. I uh, can't wait to see it. Yeah, uh, assuming, I'm sure everyone. Assuming the weather holds. Sorry, wait. This, we're supposed to talk in the future. It was great, and it was amazing, <laughs> and it did launch, and there was no weather constraints because we yes. we've already witnessed it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Delta IV Heavy is a finicky finicky rocket with a finicky pad, so. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. They've they they did some major upgrades on it, so I'm sure it'll launch on on the first shot. But still, sad. I'm not going to see it. I'll be there we'll for the see. next one, 2024. I'll be there. All right. You can follow us all on social media. You can follow SpaceSport Support at, at space Support at pretty much all the social medias. Um, of course, I'm still on my break of social media. But
0: uh, Jared, you can find you at. You can find- on uh instagram at hyperlight h-y-p-r-l-y-t-e and don't forget to plug your discord man how's it going any any newbies yeah uh no it's still just me yeah still (laughs) still just me i mean we have like
1: 160 people in there but no one talks uh so please join please talk to me i'm lonely in there (laughs) so uh i'll just start posting things i see pretty much i know i'm still i'm still on social media i just don't like i'm not posting on social media right right, that's my thing so uh i'm not worried about my growth on social media at the moment so uh, but uh, Discord, though. I kind of like a Discord. I can control it.
0: My yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, yeah, please join me. Uh, you know, the link will be in the description. We don't have a custom URL yet, but the link to the Discord will be down below. And you can listen cool. to this podcast. Uh, links to those will also be down below. But you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Overcasts, whatever you listen to on. You can also listen to it at spacediscord.com where you can get your latest space as well. I'll see you guys all next week.